when I have bad days, it looks a little different in our house. We do a lot of movie nights or if I'm feeling well enough, we play board games. Like it's, it's tough when I can't go and play outside with them. Right. Something I deal with a lot, especially during the summer months, is heat intolerance. So I really cannot be outside. I won't be able to function. Oh. So, you know, going for going for walks or playing with them at the park is just not something that I'm able to do. And that sucks. But, you know, we just have to try to find other things that we can do together. From time to time on the Country 107 Facebook page... We ask you to give a shout out to somebody that you're thankful for or you want to give appreciation to. Well, this is where I learned about Kara Friesen. Her friend Mandy gave a major shout out to her. She says that Kara is the best listener ever. They get to celebrate the ups and mourn the downs on the roller coasters of life. And she dropped everything in her day to come with me to get a tattoo because I was nervous. So cool. Now we're working on setting her up with a proper wheelchair so we can go on dates to go shopping and stuff. She is the best friend I could have ever asked for. Well, that is a pretty good introduction to Kara Friesen. Kara, tell me about yourself. Like where, where, you don't need to give me your street address, but like, (laughs) where do you live? What are you about? I'm in Steinbeck. I live here with my husband and my two kids. Um, we recently got a dog, a nice, you know, COVID dog last nice. summer. Okay, <laughs> and, what kind of uh, dog? He's a cockapoo. Oh, okay. So, yeah, cocker spaniel miniature poodle. His name is Link. He's very fun. <laughs> oh, and you're keeping your dog because I know some COVID yes. pets people are now returning them because they're yes. remorse. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. No, he's staying. He's been pretty good. <laughs> he's part of the family. Yeah. Awesome. Have you lived in the area your whole life, or were you a transplant? Uh, mostly, like I was born in Regina, Saskatchewan, and lived there for a while. My family moved up to northern Alberta for a few years, and then yeah, we've been in the area for since I was about fourteen, so a few wow. years. I'm thirty five, so okay, okay. So you're uh, Saskatchewan born. Here's yes. a tough question: Do you mm-hmm. are you do you bleed green or blue? When oh I- man. I don't bleed either because I'm not a football fan. <gasps> How can that be? I thought everybody that was born in Saskatchewan had to be a Riders fan. I was born in Saskatchewan as well, and I don't follow it either, Kara. But I, I, I will, I will wear green if required. Oh, really? Okay. Uh-huh. You know, my husband is a diehard Bombers fan, so if I had to choose, I think I would probably have to choose the Bombers. But uh, love, um, it's yeah. all about my love. My mom is a Saskatchewan girl, so she is very much green, even though. I don't think she follows football much either. <laughs> right? See what I said? It's about yep. Well, Kara, you you've turned you've turned your turncoat for love, so it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. So, Kara, you've lived here for a good chunk of your life. Mm-hmm. You're married. What what have you been doing with your life? Um, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't that makes it sound judgmental, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't mean so do to. Do you actually do anything or no? What What are you doing with your life, Kara? That's not what I meant. I was like, Kara, what are you about? <laughs> well, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Awesome. Uh, so, you know, my kids go off to, off to school in the morning and everything, you know, still needs to be done. Laundry and supper and all those things. And, you know, now a dog. And I sit around and cross-stitch a lot like a grandma. So <laughs> I'm awesome. an old lady at heart. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You're an old soul. Yeah. That's good. Now, a few years ago, Kara, you were handed a little bit of a curveball in regards to your health. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So about 
11-ish years ago, actually right before my oldest son turned one, I was diagnosed with MS. I was 23 years old, uh, woke up one morning and couldn't use my left leg. And after a few doctors tried to figure out what was wrong, I was uh, sent to St. Boniface Hospital for an emergency MRI where they found um, lesions in my brain and diagnosed me with MS. So that's been, it's been a journey. <laughs> wow. So before your young, your oldest was a year old. Yeah. And, and just kind of came out of the blue for you? Yes, totally out of the blue. I had no other symptoms up until that point. I woke up and I thought, man, like, has my leg been asleep all night? Did I mm. sleep funny? Tried to walk it off, couldn't walk it off. It was just, um, I remember during that day, I also really stubbed my toe and I thought, man, that should really have hurt more than it did, I think. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you get this diagnosis, you're a young mom. Mm-hmm. How were those first few days after receiving the diagnosis? Dark. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, lots of lots of crying, lots of confusion, lots of wondering, like, what's my life going to look like now? Can I continue to have more children? Um, do I need to, you know, alter my life completely, like for a permanent wheelchair? Like, do I need to find a house that doesn't have stairs? Like all of those within the first few days, I was just, it was kind of like a panic. Right. And mm-hmm. it, so were you familiar with multiple sclerosis before you were diagnosed? Not at all. And it doesn't run in my family. So um, they were confused as to why I would have it. I think they said that my chances of getting it was like 0.05% or something really crazy. Wow. I should have bought a lottery ticket. Right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so can you, for those of us who don't know, and I know like basic, can you yep. explain what multiple sclerosis is? Sure. So uh, multiple sclerosis is a chronic autoimmune disease of the central nervous system, which means it affects your brain and your spinal cord and can also affect the optic nerves in your eyes as well. So um, in your body, your nerve fibers are covered with a protective made up of kind of like a a fatty material, and that's called myelin. Okay. And in MS, the body's uh, immune system T-cells attack that. They attack the myelin sheath, which then partially or completely strips the myelin off of those nerve fibers. So then that leaves the nerves unprotected and uninsulated, um, which is then what causes many MS symptoms like pain and numbness and vertigo it varies from uh, patient to patient, so it's very it's a very unpredictable disease. Wow. Okay. So you said pain. Now, so here in my ignorance, I would uh, this I didn't know. So some people with MS would actually experience pain, and now the way you described it is their your nerves are kind of exposed, right? Yeah. And that's where the pain would would there come from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what are, what are what kind of symptoms are you experiencing? Uh, I do have a lot of pain, specifically uh, leg pain, usually mostly in my left leg, hmm. uh, to where I sometimes can't even walk around my house. Like I'm couch bound a lot, which is where the cross stitch comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, and then, yeah, lots of like balance issues, a lot of fatigue, uh, lots and lots of migraines as well for me. Wow. Wow. And so how do you manage pain? Can you manage pain with MS? Um. 
Yes and no. I mean, you know, you can take uh, as many nerve pain med- meds as you can or as you want, and it just it either dulls it a little bit or gives you a bit of like a distraction from something else. Hmm. Um, but yeah, no. Usually, I have to. I've been trying to tell myself that my normal isn't necessarily anybody else's normal. So hmm. yeah, right. It's it's tough sometimes, and some days are good, and some days are bad, and you just kind of have to take it as it comes. So how how do you get through a bad day? Uh, <laughs> carefully. <laughs> okay. You know, I don't I don't know when I have a bad day. I you basically just have to tell yourself, okay, the housework isn't going to get done today. I'm not going to be able to sweep the floor. I'm not going to be able to bake whatever to make to cook supper. Um, you basically have to. You have to work things in a way that that works for you. Like, for example, we have to have a budget for takeout so that when I have a bad day, we can afford to just not worry about it and go and order food because we still have to eat. Right. Yeah. Right. And so how long have you been experiencing these symptoms? Like you were diagnosed 11 years ago. Was it kind of a slow slow movement towards more symptoms or did you experience a whole bunch right off? Yeah, it was pretty slow. So for the first while, I had I just dealt with a lot of leg pain. Um, and migraines actually are something I've had since I was 12, but they never, I guess, never thought to, you know, do an MRI or anything like that at that time. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, what was your question again? <laughs> oh, if, the, um, if it was a slow transition with oh, right. symptoms or if it was like just an immediate... Yeah, so the leg pain essentially, or in the very beginning, uh, it kind of it kind of went away. I was able to manage my symptoms for a few years. Actually, I did pretty good. Um, and just in the last couple of years, I've noticed a decline in my health. Like I can't get around on my own at a mall anymore. I need to use a wheelchair, or at the very least, a cane for balance if I'm not going to be walking around for too long. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, a lot, a lot of migraines, which I'm working on getting uh, actually Botox for so oh okay well that's interesting let's see I learned something else today yeah (laughs) I thought it was just for lines okay well that's good to know well maybe it'll help me there too I don't know (laughs) right right it's it's a positive side effect from it yeah exactly so you were diagnosed as when your oldest was not even one and you have two children now Mm -hmm. how did you manage uh, like early motherhood while you were dealing with symptoms? Um, yeah, it was very hard. Thankfully, I have a great support system. I have family that would that would come and help. And my husband is, he has just been really incredible. Like he does not mind coming home from work and dealing with the kids and also making supper. And like, he has been incredible. So I definitely couldn't do any of this without him or without other members of my family. Mm-hmm. So like motherhood looked different a little mm-hmm. bit for you. It was a shared experience or is yeah. a shared experience. Yeah. And so how do you, how do your boys, you have two boys, right? Mm-hmm. How do your boys uh, face multiple sclerosis in, in their family's life? They're so good. They have just learned to be very, um, what's the word? Empathetic, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are those? <laughs> Uh, they, they're 12 and 9 now, and they're pretty independent and have learned to really help mom when she needs it, especially my oldest. has. Now that he's 12, he's getting a little older, and he just, mom, I, 
I feel like I need to help you with this. Mom, can I like, can I wash these dishes? They're very, very good. They've been very incredible. Um, And then, yeah, you know, when I have bad days, it looks a little different in our house. We do a lot of movie nights or if I'm feeling well enough, we play board games. Like it's, it's tough when I can't go and play outside with them. Right. Something I deal with a lot, especially during the summer months, is heat intolerance. So I really cannot be outside. I won't be able to function. Oh. So, you know, going for going for walks or playing with them at the park is just not something that I'm able to do. And that sucks. But, you know, we just have to try to find other things that we can do together. Right. So, but just like every family has different normals, your normal yeah. is, is involves more sedentary indoor options. Yeah, exactly. And so because you don't can't deal with the heat, then do you are you a winter lover? <laughs> I I am very much a winter lover. <laughs> By that's choice. Very unpopular around here, but I love winter. <laughs> well, that's good though, right? Because that's getting you an opportunity to actually enjoy being outdoors. And so you gave credit to your husband for being Mm -hmm. a good support to you. Um, What do you have to say about your husband? Oh, he is my rock. He is the rock of our family. He is, I have never once heard him complain. Um, He always, always just steps up and does whatever needs to be done. Always. He's fantastic. Well, I'm... I'm glad to hear that you've got someone like that in your life, Kara, to mm-hmm. partner with you in this. What are you what are you learning about yourself as you walk through through this? Uh, well, as silly as it sounds, and I think I mentioned this before, I'm learning that my normal will never be someone else's normal. So mm-hmm. a normal day for me is still a sick day for someone who's healthy. Um, so as hard as it is and as proud as I am or want to be, I'm learning that it's okay to ask for help and that there are so many people willing to help. Actually, I just have to ask. Um, And yeah, someone once said to me, um, don't take away someone else's blessing. So it's just as important to accept help as it is to ask for it. (laughs) Right. And I hear a very positive, uh, I don't know the word that I want to say. I (laughs) I feel you have a positive view on this. Uh, Kara, and now I know probably not every day is right. You did you right. talk? You said there was bad days. Um, wh- how do you just keep going and, and stay motivated to keep pushing through things? Uh, I have to. To me, that's the only option. Um, I have a family that I still have to. I still am their mom. I still have to be a mom, mm-hmm. um, and I still have to be a wife and whatever else. So I. Yeah, that's really the only option for me is to just keep pushing through. Have, like, I have a bad day. Yeah, I spend a lot of time in bed or on the couch, but I just, I have to really, really be thankful for the good days. Right. Being thankful. So mm-hmm. what, what are you thankful for? Um, right now, I am just so, so thankful for friends and family who have been helping us, even just in the small things. Like friends have dropped off frozen meals at the door like they'll just drop it and text me and say hey left something by your door like Mm. and it just it just is such a blessing to me because when I don't have energy to cook anything then I can just throw something from the freezer into my oven and you know we've got supper and so that is just has just been wonderful and I'm very very thankful for those kinds of small things Mm -hmm. because those small things are big for me and my family um and you know one of my dearest friends started a GoFundMe page for me 
um, raising funds for a wheelchair or a mobility scooter to make getting around a little easier. Um, and I have, my husband and I both have just been overwhelmed and humbled by people's generosity. That page itself is sitting at just under $4,000 right now. And that's crazy wow. to think about because I'll be able to use the funds raised to purchase a really great mobility aid, which will help my quality of life immensely. So yeah, just so, so grateful for that. Great. So that's going to be able to help you get out and about easier uh, yes. and, and give you a little more independence as well, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, so what do you wish people knew about uh, MS and people living with MS? Do you feel like people misunderstand things or how's your experience been? MS is often a um, invisible disease. So, you know, if I use my handicapped parking pass to park, in a handicapped spot at the store and I get out and just walk in, I definitely have received some glares. And so I would just encourage people to just be gentle. Like you just don't know what somebody is, what somebody has or what they're going through or like, you know, like I don't have a handicapped parking pass just to, (sighs) to have one. Like you have to apply. Like, it's not like I just found it for free. (laughs) (laughs) You bought it off the internet. Right. Exactly. So, you know, people, Sometimes I just think, and I have definitely been there. I've been there watching people get out and walk in and been like, uh, I don't think they're even sick. Like, why would they even need to park there? Yeah. And like, it's none of my business, right? Like, right. you know, that somebody else's disease isn't any of my business or whatever handicap issue they have. Um, yeah, so my encouragement would just be to, to be gentle and to not be afraid to ask questions. Like, you can always ask me questions. I don't mind. Um answering questions, it definitely is better than just assuming. Exactly, right? And then you're mm-hmm. doing a little educating in the process. Right. And you don't have to avoid me in the store. If, if someone is, if my husband is pushing me in a wheelchair, you don't have to like, cookie pretend you didn't see me or like, it's, it's okay to talk to me. It's okay to ask <laughs> questions. It's totally, yeah. it's fine. You know, and it's, it's been really hard for me to like, cause I'm 35 to have to sit in a wheelchair and to have to go to a mall to go shopping, like with my mom pushing me in the wheelchair, like that should be, it should be the other way around. Right. So it, it's tough, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to also guess it might be a little humbling at times too, right? Exactly. Yes, for sure. So Kara, you mentioned that your MS kind of just came out of the blue, waking up one morning with a numb leg. What what kind of things should people be looking for if, you know, they think maybe they have MS or what, what do you recommend? What has your experience been? Uh, well, when I was uh, first dealing with those very first like leg issues, very much right in the beginning before I was diagnosed, of course, you go to Google and you <laughs> read up on all the things and Google yeah. tells you all sorts of terrible things. And MS was one that came up. Um, but basically, when a doctor is suspicious of MS, uh, they'll probably send you for an MRI scan, uh, which is a, a medical imaging technique that uses um, a magnetic field and radio waves to create a detailed image of your brain and your spine. Uh, and so anywhere in your body where uh, the T cells have attacked the myelin sheath, those show up as lesions or scars, and they look like little dots, little white polka dots, sometimes gray, sometimes white. Uh, Many lesions will heal, but they often leave behind a footprint of where they've been, like a scar, which is actually where the word sclerosis comes from. Oh. And yeah, so it is, it's hard to diagnose because often an MRI is hard to 
get into. It often is a year-long wait. I was very lucky to receive one the same day. That never happens. Wow. Um, yeah, and so then after that initial MRI, I continue to go for routine MRIs, and they have found many lesions on my spine as well. So that's actually where 90% of my issues lie are in my spine. Which then impacts kind of the fatigue level of, of your ability to walk, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Wow. So do you have MRIs regularly now? Or is that just it was a kind of like a one-time thing or you do it once a year? Or how does that look? Yeah, roughly every, roughly every year. Uh, for a while, I was going every six months just because the activity was so great. Right. Um, and then I am on uh, medication that is actually supposed to help slow the, slow the progression of it. So hopefully as I progress, it'll just be slower than if I were on no medication at all. Right. Okay. So yeah. like you said, and it's different for everybody. And so yeah. it, who knows? Who knows? So like I did a little bit of, I understand just a little bit of MS. Now there's places where people do kind of go into remission or things stall. Yeah. And nothing progresses for a while, correct? Yes. Okay. See, I'm learning lots from talking to you, Kara. This is awesome. <laughs> so we've talked about the MS and, and what life looks like with that. I just want to ask you a few fun questions that, you know, because I like to find out weird and interesting things about people. So <laughs> if, uh, if you were stuck on a desert island, what three things would you take with you? Something to cool off because I don't do well in the heat. <laughs> okay. Well, desert island's maybe not a good... Anyways, <laughs> we'll do desert island first and then we'll go with like iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so something to cool you off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess I would try to bring some sort of water to drink and a good book. You're kind of a practical gal, aren't you, Kara? Yeah, no, really practical. <laughs> I wouldn't have even thought about water. I would have got there and then went, oh, shoot. <laughs> okay, well, so we won't bother about the iceberg because you're going to have to dress for the weather and then you're going to need a fire and because you're yeah. practical, something hot to drink. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> what was your very first job? I was a cashier at Sobeys. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And how many years were you at Sobeys? Oh, probably close to three years, probably. Okay. Now, was that before everything was like scanned and you had to like know the price of everything, like price tags? No, I'm not that old, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just dated myself right there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, okay. What What was the last thing you watched on TV? Oh, uh, my husband and I are actually watching um, Love, on the Spe- uh, Love on the Spectrum, that, uh, that Netflix show about people on the spectrum as adults learning to, learning to date and learning to find love. It's very, very sweet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that show yet. I've seen, like, I've seen a snippet of it, but okay, I'll add that to my list. It's very good. Highly recommend. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Uh, what, what app on your phone do you use the most? Ooh, now we're going to start judging you, Kara. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> Probably any of the texting apps. I text a lot. Do you? So okay. like, yeah, so just iMessage or WhatsApp, stuff like that. Facebook Messenger is a big one, too. Okay. So with the Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram outage the other day, how mm. did you pass the time? <laughs> like, that was a huge chunk of time. I experienced a little bit of an issue with it. Did you feel it at all? 
I did because uh, one of my one of my best friends, she lives in Saskatchewan, and we always chat on Messenger. And then all of a sudden, I was receiving just text messages from her, and she was like, "What's going on? I haven't heard from you." And I, then we figured out that everything was down, and we were like, "Who are we that we are so dependent on this?" <laughs> right. I think all of us experience that just a little bit. Yeah. One mm-hmm. more for you. Who do you look up to as a mentor? Um, this is going to sound super, super cheesy, but probably my mom. <laughs> That's not cheesy at all. Why Why do you say your mom? I, she is just oh, has always, always had this, like a servant heart. She's always willing to help people. She, she's, just, she's just a lovely, lovely human. <laughs> well, I would say that's a good mentor to have. Well, thank you so much for your time, Kara. I really appreciate this. It was very insightful learning about your story and learning about MS and hearing what you're thankful for. That is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for reaching out.